Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the first test show of Here is the Problem. And I know this is the first test show, but I'm just checking this out and seeing who might be listening or who might not be listening. But this is just a test show. And there will be a a picture, maybe a graph or something or some show. Um <clears throat> some icon that will be put on here as an indicator of of the show for um for indefinitely but yep welcome to here is the problem and this is a libertarian show. Uh, there will be some interviews. There will be some discussions, and we are going to do this. We are going to talk. We are going to. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of things. So, um, yeah, that's probably okay with everybody else and whatnot. Um, so this is going to be an hour-long test show, and, uh, yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's going to, we're going to see how this show develops and, you know, what happens from here on out. So, um... Well, we got a lot to talk about, um, but before I go into that, uh, we are going to have, I want to see about getting a player for music for the show and whatnot, like as, like an intro music or what have you. Um, originally, I had a show called the Todd Andrew Barnett show. But I stopped doing that because nobody was listening to it that much. Um, And of course, my big show that I was doing was Liberty Cap Talk Live here with Jim Landreth and Will Colley. Um, I'll be talking about that later. But, you know... We're gonna be uh we're gonna be talking about a lot of stuff and I hope that people listen to the show and really uh enjoy it for what it's worth. 
Um, and for future, <clears throat> sorry, my voice is not entirely the best right now because I'm I kind of sort of have a cold. Um, yeah, the weather lately has been very brutal. Um, so it's it's been tough, but. You know, I'm trying to weather it, so it's not going to be the best. So it's um, it's um, you know um, um, you know. Um, That's exactly what it is. And I hope that people like what they hear and whatnot. We're going to get into entering discussions. You can call into the show. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's pretty much uh, what's going on here. So, um I hope people do enjoy it and uh you know I'm I'm posting the test show right now the link to it so people can come in and and listen to it So I know it's it's going to go over 30 minutes but I don't care it's um, because I've pretty much done 30 minutes of the show already, and you know, it's um, it's 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 going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how this uh, this develops. So you know. And uh, we're going to see how this how this might develop into something really, 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 really new and, uh, you know, really, really new and different here. So, um, <clears throat> so I want to change the description on the page. It was meant for this episode. <clears throat> so, my bad. Um, so, this is... Um, th that's pretty much it, more or less. Um, I'm going to change the description, but, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Um, so we're going to make it out to be something more and more interesting as time goes on. Okay, so, well, I'm going to be talking about my good friend, Dave Smith. Uh, he is the podcaster, the talk radio show host 
for his podcast, Part of the Problem. I love Dave. I think he's a great guy. He has a lot of interesting ideas. I'm subscribed to his talk show. I listen to his podcasts on iTunes. But more importantly, I subscribe to his show. I pay roughly $6 a month. There is a promo that you can do to do the same thing. And this is through the Gas Digital Network. Um, I wanted to do uh, a podcast on their network rather than on TalkShoe, but they're not taking any new podcasters. They're not taking people who have done podcasting for years. And, you know, it's fine. It's fine that he's doing this. And, you know, I'm I'm not going to complain about it. Um, I guess, um, you know, this is, uh, you know, this is, um, this is the show, and, um, you know, um, I think that this show is, um, it, it's been a while since I've, I've done podcasting, but it is something that's needed because I want to come back to it because I haven't done it in quite a long time. Um, so, you know, it is, it is what it is, um, um, but, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I want to, um, Hold on one second here. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's... It's something that really needs to be dealt with. It's something that really needs to be taken care of and, and whatnot, so... Um... I know that uh, this is how the show is going to work, and uh, you know, so um, so. You know, I I will tell you this. Um, okay, here we go. All right. So, <clears throat> Dave Smith is a nice guy. I like him. Uh, he has a lot to say. He's got so much to give, so much to talk about, so much to dish out as far as 
his ideas and whatnot. He goes into the news. He talked about a lot of stuff. And I think that's that's great. I think he's I think he's done a lot. Um You know, so, you know, um, but, you know, uh, he does his own thing, so, yeah, okay. Um, And this is what he's been doing, you know. He's been talking about his stuff and whatnot, and uh, I, I don't have a problem with him personally. Um, I don't take anything he says personally. He and I had a. Um, he and I pretty much had a disagreement on something. And it is something that it's something that he and I talked about quite a bit on Twitter, you know. Um, but, you know, you, you got to deal with the hand that you have. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, he's somebody who is not exactly the easiest person to get along with. And, you know, I'm not going to be somebody here to say, okay, well, Dave is, you know, the most intellectual guy. He isn't, but he does have a lot of interesting points. Um, he started going into about the Libertarian Party quite a bit, but more recently, of course, he was very critical of 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 Libertarian National Committee Chairman Nick Sarwark. And I happen to like Nick. He's done a lot of great things for the party. He's been a chairman since 2014. And he's going to be running for a third term, by the way. So getting into this whole thing with Dave. He um, he's been on Kennedy. I I've become a fan of Dave's. He and I had a disagreement. We had a brief falling out, but then I reached out to him, gave him an olive branch, and said, "Look, let's put it behind us." And he goes, "That's all good, you know." Um, he said that he just defends his friends and. I understand that. I know he wants to defend Tom Woods. And I know that uh, he'll defend Stefan Molyneux and Tom Woods, and that's fine. You know, he can do whatever he wants. That's his choice. I'm not going to tell him what to do one way or the other. If he wants to defend Tom Woods... 
he can do that. He really will do whatever he wants. I'm not here to tell him what to do. But um, but that doesn't mean that I have to agree with what he's doing. That doesn't mean I have to agree with it. That doesn't mean I have to like it. But he can defend them. And I'm very much a a person who is defensive of the guy. I don't want to come off as, you know, a dick. I don't want to come off as somebody who thinks, oh, well, I know more than he does. But, you know, he's right. He um, He's right to do that. And that doesn't make him an evil guy or anything. It just makes him, okay, he can defend Tom Woods. I have issues with Tom Woods. He's right in a lot of things, but he's also wrong in some things. He gets wrong on some things, and he's not a perfect person. He, um, you know, he's not, he's not a jerk, but he, um, that doesn't make him a hero. Just makes him, you know, somebody who is, somebody who is, you know, for better or worse, somebody who is very much, you know, very um, fallible. That's the word I was looking for. He is very fallible. Now, Dave will sit around and talk about the LP quite a bit. Um, But, you know, but let's not get into his discussion on Libertarian Party. I understand his position on the LP. And that's fine. You know, he can... You can believe what he wants, but, you know, I have issues with the Libertarian Party, too. I don't think they're um, ideologically pure enough on a lot of things. But there are some good, there are a lot of good people in the party. Let's not be completely dismissive of them. So, basically... Let's see here. Basically, he's a nice guy. He can be a nice guy. Um, you know, he's, um, you know, um, he, um, but he's not always, 
Well, he's not always right. Let's just put it that way. Um, let's see here. Okay, so he was talking about um, his issues with a number of things, and, and I can understand that. I can really, um, you know, understand, you know, a lot of his, a lot of his possessions, um, you know, defending Tom Woods, and Tom Woods is a good guy. Tom Woods has made some rather, oh, how should we put it? He's made he's made some very um very uncomfortable and very silly and outlandish statements about certain people in the libertarian movement um and he's you know He's had Christopher Cantwell on his show. I think you know he's entitled to do that. I just um, I I have lots of problems with Christopher Cantwell now that he's a complete racist. Now that he's a member of the alt right movement, but that's a whole different story right here. So my issue is. Truthfully, um, Tom Woods has a lot of issues. I have his bark, but he really needs to re-examine his own theses. Some of his his theses theses. Um, Am I saying that word right in the pearl sense? I don't know. I'll have to look it up. But, uh, you know, he, he he's right on most things. I like I, I will agree with Tom Woods about 95% on just about everything. But then there's the other 5%. Well, he's off. He's completely off base. And, you know, that's just the way it is. I'm not going to make the guy look like some sort of an evil toad or whatever. I'm I'm not going to make him out to be the bad guy. But he is... For all intents and purposes, he's going to say what he wants. And that's just it. Okay, so let's get into it with, um, with some of the other things that are going on right now. Um... Okay, so 
I disagree with some of the things that Tom Woods has said. Like I said before, but, you know, that's fine. Um, Dave also talks about his positions on defending immigration. Um, I wish I had the player just to play back some of the things he says. But basically, he believes that Trump is not completely wrong on the immigration issue. Trump would be right if and only if he took the position that A, free markets matter when it comes to immigration, two, ending the drug war, and three, the problem with the 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 wall issue is that it would lock Americans in. And it's not going to stop illegals or, or what have you coming from entering the comp- country because they'll find some ways around it. It's not going to stop planes carrying, but, um, you know, passengers who are coming into the country illegally. Now, you most illegal immigrants are here in the country legally and then their visas and whatnot expire. Well, if you want them here legally, maybe we should rethink about our immigration system as far as maybe we should allow them to renew their visas and make it affordable for them to come here legally so they're not here breaking the law. Gee, that's a swell idea, don't you think? And get rid of some of the bureaucracy. It takes years for a new immigrant to come into this country or even an immigrant who's already here but we can't do that. We we can't allow any more in- immigrants to come into this country because of the welfare state. Well, gee, you know what? Um, I'd be happy not to let um, illegals getting their hands on the on the welfare state, and I agree with that position. I don't think they should be on the welfare dole. Most immigrants come here to work. Very few will go on the dole, but the problem here is the welfare state. We shouldn't have created the welfare state to begin with. I mean, it's already too late. It's already here. But gee, maybe back in the 1930s when President um, Roosevelt was in power, 
maybe he shouldn't have launched the social the social security system. Maybe President Johnson shouldn't have launched the Medicare system. Maybe we shouldn't have had food stamps and all of these little programs. We shouldn't be having public schools if we're afraid of having immigrants feeding off the, the, the public school trial. If we have immigrants coming in here and going on the hospitals and getting free health care, gee, we shouldn't have started the, that entire deal. People should be paying for their own shit. They should be. We should be completely, you know, free market on everything. Well, with some certain exceptions like, um, you know, the courts and, and um, because private courts are not going to work. Um, and also with... Uh, um, we need, we do need police officers, but police officers need to work within the Constitution and not outside of it. And we do need a government. Obviously, we do need a government. But it should be limited. It should be scaled back to within the vision of Thomas Jefferson and George Washington and Ben Franklin's vision of a federal republic. We shouldn't be having this massive empire that we've created for so long. But no, we couldn't allow, what we can't allow that. We need the military industrial complex. We do need the medical industrial complex. Hell, we need the education industrial complex. We need the Jesus Christ. We need to have the government involved in everything industrial complex. What's next? Do we need to have a government-run fast food restaurant? I hope your hamburger tastes great because it's very much raw. And your soft drink, hell, it might even be mm, flat. Look, all I know is these problems started a long time ago, long before I was even born, long before my mom was born, long before my family members were born. But this is the bullshit that we have 
created for ourselves. This is the hell that we live in right now. This is not paradise. And if you think you're paradise, you're nuts. So, you know, the government isn't exactly an angel with wings here, okay? But yes, we live in a world today where just about everybody, well, now that Trump's in power, maybe that will change to a certain degree. But for the longest time, when Obama was in power, The government was angelic, but free markets were demonic. Government good, free markets evil. Hip, hip, hooray, Venezuela and Cuba and Russia. Try living in any of those countries, and you tell me, people, you tell me if that life in any one of those countries is great. You got freedom of speech? Do you have the freedom to own a gun for self-defense? Because that's what the Second Amendment is really all about. It's not for hunting or duck hunting. So, A... Go ahead. Do it. I dare you to do it. You know, the solution that Trump wants is a bad idea because it models exactly what North Korea has. The answer isn't to build a wall. The answer is to eliminate the war on drugs, make it easier for immigrants to come here legally, and if they want to become American citizens, make it easier for them to do that because they want to be part of this culture. And when Republicans go on this xenophobic and jingoistic rampage about, you know, oh, we got to do something about the illegals, they come off as very petty. They come off as harsh and cruel. 
and make it seem like every single immigrant that wants to come here wants to be on the welfare dole, you know. Um, I wonder how many of Americans today, well, you know, and, they, and, and here's another issue I have with a lot of Republicans on this. Not that Democrats are any better because Democrats just want immigrants to come here just to be on the welfare dole and no punishment aimed at them for committing any crimes for any um for for any illegal crimes like murder. Case in point, Kate Steinley, right? So if you commit a crime you should do the time like murder, and you should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, and that includes illegal aliens. And that means, God damn it, you should be languishing in our prisons if you are convicted of the crime. Don't be a pussy. And send that illegal immigrant back to his country because that doesn't bring justice to Kate Steinle. No, no, no. You throw that prick into, a, into the prisons and you transform the entire prison system around where murderers end up serving prison for eternity. Yet all the, the people who have been wrongfully convicted of drugs, of prostitution, for victimless crimes, get them all out of prison. People who have been smoking marijuana get them all out of prison and put them put and put the uh, put pedophiles and um murderers and thieves and fraud uh, frauds and what have you in their place because that's that's the only way you're going to get out of it that is the only way. It it's really depressing. But that's just how it is. So what we're going to have to do from now on out, from here on out, 
is to deal with the fact that we do have a PR problem within, in this country because there are so many problems when it comes to immigration. And finally, uh, and, you know, on the subject uh, that Dave Smith was talking about, um, his Trump's big war with Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon, yeah, we know about Trump. Okay, here's my, my take on this whole thing. Um, it's regarding... Um, liberal writer, journalist, slash reporter, Michael Wolf's new book, Fire and Fury. And this book has been selling like hotcakes on Amazon.com, on Barnes & Noble. Hell, even at Target, it's been selling like hotcakes. And any any way of getting a free copy of this book, well, it may not be the actual book, so I wouldn't trust it completely. If you want to order a copy of the book, it's going to take you several weeks to get a copy because um, it's uh, sold out. So if you want a copy, it's going to take you a while. Matt said, let's deal with the fact that, okay, well, maybe there are some things that were true. Some things that might have been true or things that might not have been true, but that's... Let's let's deal with it. Let's deal with um, the content of it. Um, um, and one of some of the some of the um, here here's the prologue. Wolf wrote. Many of the accounts of what has happened in the Trump White House are in conflict with one another. Many in Trumpian fashion are boldly untrue. These conflicts and that loosen the looseness with the truth, if not with reality itself, are an essential thread of the book. Sometimes I have let the players offer their versions in turn, allowing the reader to judge them. In other instances, I have, through a consistency in the accounts and through sources, I have come to trust settled on a version of events I believe to be true. Um, Woof apparently took the idea of fire and fury as the title of his bark um, when he heard that Trump was using that phrase to um, to talk about 
his issues with North Korea. Um, there were a lot of people, according to Wolf, in the Trump campaign who didn't think that Trump would win. Donald Trump didn't expect to win. Apparently, he claims that Trump didn't want to win. And neither did Melania. Now, Trump Jr., according to Wikipedia, and this is coming from Wikipedia, said his father looked as if he had seen a ghost when he realized he had won and Melania Trump was in tears and not of joy. I'm not sure that's true, but Michael Wolf says that he did interviews with other Trump uh, associates with sources within the White House, um, that he has recordings, that he made recordings during these interviews, and I would like to listen to every single one of these recordings because if you're going to make a recording and if you're going to release a, a book and you're going to make these kind of charges, well, don't you think you should release your recordings to the public? I mean, I think that would be a good idea, but that's just me. Um, of course, many of the controversial quotes in the book were directly from Steve Bannon, who was the chief executive of, of the Trump campaign in the final months. And who was briefly White House chief strategist. He held that spot from January to August 2017. Now, according to Wikipedia, Trump referred to the meeting during the presidential campaign of Donald Trump Jr. and Jared Kushner with Russian officials as, quote-unquote, treasonous and unpatriotic. Really? Described Ivanka Trump as dumb as a brick and referencing, uh, referencing the special counsel uh, investigation being led by Robert Mueller said they're not going to crack Don Jr. like an egg on national TV. Bannon also said that Uh, Mueller's investigation would likely uncover money laundering involving Kushner from loans received by his family business from Deutsche Bank. Wolf says Trump found himself was characterized by wide-ranging ignorance. For example, Sam Nunberg, a campaign advisor, reportedly tried to explain the United States Constitution to Trump but could not get past the Fourth Amendment. Wolf also claims that Kushner and Ivanka Trump discussed having Ivanka run in a future presidential campaign. Wow. Now, if this is true, and I don't know if this is true, then it makes Trump look really incompetent. 
Now, Trump apparently did not like what was described in the book. Now, the book was supposed to go on sale on, on January 9th, which is two days from now. But I guess the Henry Holt and company moved up the release date to January 5th due to unprecedented demand. January 5th being yesterday. Or, no, I'm sorry, not yesterday, but two days ago. An excerpt of the book was released by New York Magazine on January 3rd. The same day, what other media outlets reported on further content of the book, The Guardian reported explosive highlights stating them to have been based on sight of the full book. That day, pre-orders of the book made it number one, made it the number one bestseller on Amazon.com. So a lot of people are buying the book just to read what this guy has to say. And they might eat it up. They might believe what he has to say on Trump. But I don't know. I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's, I mean, I don't know if it's fictional. I don't know if it's non-fictional. But that remains to be seen. We'll find out soon enough. Um, Sarah Sucker, I'm sorry. That Sarah Huckabee Sanders, um, who is Mike Huckabee's daughter, by the way, and who's also the White House press secretary, was giving a daily press briefing at the White House, and she called the book filled with false and misleading accounts. And she gave an interview on that, and she was basically saying that the book was nothing but hogwash. It was BS. Um, now, the White House released a statement saying that Bannon had lost his mind, and Charles Harder, a lawyer for Trump, sent a case sent a cease and desist letter to Bannon alleging he had violated a non-disclosure agreement. Now, okay, so he did he did that, and, uh, you know, um, a, a, and, a cease and desist letter Wow. Of course, that's a violation of Bannon's First Amendment rights, whether whether you whether you agree with the guy or not. Fine, you may not agree with him. I don't know if I agree with him, but that remains to be seen. But. Uh, it depends on some of the charges in there. They sound like they are completely right on point, but I don't know. Um, but Trump says, well, Bannon signed a non-disclosure agreement. An NDA, 
really? I'd like to see a copy of that non-disclosure agreement. And the question is, will that non-disclosure agreement actually stand up in court? We'll see. Because I'd like to see a copy of it. I wonder if a website has, for all intents and purposes, um, been able to make sure that it stands up in court. Who knows? So let's see here. So let's see here. Um, now. I'm looking up right now to see if there's any actual evidence of a non-disclosure agreement. I'm not seeing one right now. But... You know, um, but even if that were true... Okay, I see it here. I, I I see the discussion of the non-disclosure agreements by the attorneys, but there's no copy of it as well. So, so you can't um, now. Here's the thing, Trump's. Lawyers, according to legal experts, um, you know, um, yeah, they did send this, and these cease and desist letters to Michael Wolf, to the book publisher, um, and Bannon threatening legal action over alleged falsehoods. But the problem here is that you can't gag Wolf or Bannon. Legal experts told ABC News this because everything that they came out with is protected by the First Amendment. Now... Now, here's the thing. Um, even if, even if the book is not true, okay, so you're going to tell me, you're going to tell me that you have a right to stop the publication of the book, you have a right to shut up Bannon and woof over these issues, over this matter? I don't think so, Mr. President. And your attorneys should know better than that. But they don't care about the truth. They don't care about the fact that it's protected by the First Amendment, that it's all about free speech. They don't care about that, obviously.
Um, okay, we're going to, I'll, I'll talk about this on a regular episode of the show when we get further into the show, but, well, let's see here. Let's discuss what's been going on. Um, <laughs> wow. So we're talking about a lot of stuff going on. Um, we're talking about a lot of stuff that really shouldn't be happening, but it's going to be happening no matter what. Um, that Well, actually, stuff that happened last year um, but it concerned me. Um, this is in, in regards to the Me Too movement. And it was launched by Alyssa Milano, who, um, actress Alyssa Milano. Although it's fair to say, it's fair to point out that she did not come up with the hashtag Me Too movement. Uh, movement. Well, she started up the movement, but she didn't come up with uh, with the hashtag Me Too. That was by um, a different woman who's trying to emphasize violence against women. But um, but Alyssa Milano basically took over the entire movement, and she was trying to do something that was really not so good. Um, you know, so this whole situation, I mean, I will tell you this, a lot of women, it all started with a lot of women coming out saying horrible things are saying outlandish things about a number of people. But let's start with, um, and some of them have appeared to be true. For example, Harvey Weinstein, the movie mogul. Yeah, he probably did sexually harass a number of women. But these women did sign non-disclosure agreements whether these agreements do hold up in court, that's one thing. Um, they may hold up to the public, but when it comes to the court, well, that's a different matter altogether. Um, that being said, when we're dealing with uh, Harvey Weinstein, supposedly, uh, it all started with him and Ashley Judd, the actress who's well known for a number of movies like Kiss the Girls and, and a number of movies that she has done over the years. But, um, but um, let's deal with the fact that she um, she claims that Weinstein 
was going after her, you know, with this whole thing about, well, I, I want you to uh, come to my apartment. We'll discuss this new role for you. And supposedly this happened, like, back in the 90s or something. And she did this, and she came forward and said, and she told the New York Times about this because there was a piece started on Harvey Weinstein. This came out in October, in early October, by the way, October 5th, if I'm not mistaken. I, I could be off on the day. But I'll look it up again, and I'll let everybody know. But anyway, it turned out that he invited her to the apartment. He put his hands on her, apparently on her uh, shoulders, and asked her to um, watch him, watch him. Um, and stand outside of the shower and just watch him showering naked. Supposedly, he tried to, to do some sexual advances towards her. And it's not just her. Apparently, on scores of women were coming forward, making either similar or not so similar claims, but different stories that are somehow connected and related to this. And the whole idea is, okay, so she's coming out with these stories and she's saying, oh, yeah, well, he was trying to grab my ass. He was trying to do this. He was trying to do that. And my first thought was, Okay, and and these were coming from a number of women. All right. Why did you sign a non-disclosure agreement? Well, first and foremost, a lot of these women did it because they were hoping that they would be big, huge stars. And if you signed the agreement and if you kept your mouth shut, the the movie moguls, the producers, whatnot, would do everything in their power to make sure that you got advanced to that higher standing in life. That is, you would get all these different offers to do movies if you would do a number of sexual favors for them. And that was the whole deal. First of all, if you um, and first of all, um, if you didn't want to do these things with these producers, and if, first of all, if you didn't want to do it with Harvey Weinstein, and what he did was pretty much on the borderline of very criminal and there hasn't been a trial but you know he um and there have been no criminal um charges brought up against him yet although 
there may be uh, by some off chance, but you know, if you didn't want to do these things, I mean, my God, people, if you if you're a Hollywood actress and you don't want to be fondled, if you don't want your ass grabbed, if you don't want your tits grabbed. I mean, I'm not saying that I advocate this sort of thing. Of course not. Nobody should do that to you if you're not comfortable with um, with non-consensual uh, activities, especially when it involves matters of sex. Um, but... You know, um, but if it's if it's non-voluntary and it's not consensual, then you should tell the producer, stop, okay? Don't do this. And and just walk away. Don't take the part. Don't degrade yourself because it's simply not worth it. What's more important? your self-respect or your need to be a big-time actress, I wouldn't have done it. I would have just walked away. But but I've seen a number of, but I've heard a number of actresses who signed these these non-disclosure agreements and you know, they were told to shut up because if they said anything, they wouldn't get the parts. They would be fired from the set. They would be blacklisted in Hollywood, apparently. Well, maybe you shouldn't have signed those agreements to begin with in the first place. So a lot of that blame goes to them. Now, it doesn't take away the fact that the people involved in Hollywood, like the producers and the moguls and the studio execs and whatnot, it doesn't take away the fact that they're assholes. It doesn't take away that fact. But, my God, people, if you really want nothing to do with that sort of thing. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Just don't. Anyway, I'm digressing. But here's the problem with the hashtag Me Too movement. It paints all men with this broad brush that all men are sexist, all men are chauvinist pigs, all men are evil, all men are out to sexually harass you, and all men want to rape you. Oh, and by the way, there is a rape culture, and men are controlling society and women, and therefore... um, And it's a man's world out there. And therefore, all women, uh, all men are guilty until proven innocent. 
when it comes to these charges made. First of all, um, getting back to allegedly these women making these comments, including Ashley Judd, number one, Harvey Weinstein, if he's a pig, then he's an asshole and he deserves the worst happening to him. That being said, he's still innocent until proven guilty. No matter what anybody says. Okay? Um, because there's no evidence. A lot of it is circumstantial. And, okay, even if some of these men did, even if many of these men did these things that most women are suggesting that they did, why wait 20, 30 years after the fact? Why wait? for so long. Why didn't you come after them and mention this and report him to the studios or to the police? Or or better yet, why didn't you come out to um, the press and report it? Why didn't why did you wait for so long for it to build up like this? Why didn't you do it when you had a chance? That's the point I'm trying to make here. Again, it makes me question and be very skeptical and very wary of any claims that these women are making. So therefore, I'm having a hard time buying it. Actually, I am not buying it. But until they give me so much evidence to to work with, until they have solid proof, proof that these men are are guilty as ever, that they're guilty as sin, that they're to be, you know, proving that 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 they're guilty for the crimes that they've committed. I'm inclined to believe that these men are innocent until proven guilty, not the other way around. As the old legal tradition and saying in this country has gone, it's better to let 10 guilty men go free than to convict one innocent man. Now, the court of public opinion can say, well, these men are all pigs. They're all assholes. They deserve whatever happens to them. And these women should be coronated. They should be seen as saints. Hell, they should be canonized. I mean, they're all Mary Poppins, right? Well, they're not. 
because they've um because they've done things in their lives too that I'm sure that they don't want out of of, of their closets. They have a lot more skeletons in the closet than many of these men do. Although I'm not saying that these men don't have skeletons in their closets, and I'm sure they do. But a lot of these women have a shit ton of skeletons in their closet that they don't want taken out. It's as simple as that. And finally, finally, here's another subject I want to talk about. We'll we'll talk more about the Me Too movement later. But I do want to talk about another subject that's been weighing heavily on my mind and it's something that needs to be discussed and uh i think that um you know i think that every single one of their stuff it um it needs to be reviewed and um you know it it really needs to be talked about and I will say this. I will say this. This is a very big issue that I think needs to be talked about. Um, You know, the media's disregard you know, for a lot of things, um, particularly when it comes to Trump's new tax plan. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, I like a lot of what Trump has signed into law, the uh, new tax cut and jobs act. There's There's a lot to like about it. But there are some things that there that you don't like about it, that you can't like about it. For instance, I don't like, um, I don't like Trump's beliefs on um, that, you know, uh, there should be um, certain caps on uh, the um, tax deductions, there's uh, for deductions, there's a cap up to $10,000. And the reality is, yes, this does give businesses and whatnot 
um, a tax cut. Sure, it gives them a tax cut. It gives corporations a tax cut. We do need to rejuvenate the economy. That being said, why must we go on with this new problem involving oh and and this goes on and on and on but why why must we go on you know not addressing the problems of of spending of regulations because we really do need to cut a lots of regulations we do need to cut a lot of of spending we need to cut spending to the bone we need to repeal regulations completely we need to repeal as many taxes as much as possible and but um, I prefer that we get rid of the federal income tax but that's not in the cards that's not on the table but as long as we're going to have a federal income tax let's cut it down to the bone as much as possible let's cut I do like the fact that we're getting rid of the estate tax I do like the fact that we're cutting the corporate business tax although I would cut it down from say uh, 35% down to 5% Trump wants to cut it down to um, 21% I don't think it goes far enough cut it down to the bone if businesses are going to pay taxes fine but it should be cut down to that that bone right there preferably if we're going to uh, have taxes um, cut I want taxes cut to the bone preferably we get rid of you know, I'm, and, and and I would love to do it the Ron Paul way. Get rid of the corporate income tax as well as the corporate business tax, as well as um, the um, the AMT, the alternative minimum tax, as well as the federal income tax. Get rid of that tax. Get rid of those taxes and replace it with um, a national sales tax and cut the national sales tax down to its and keep it down to its bare minimum say a meager 10% well maybe not 10% maybe 6% and that will keep government down to its bare minimum that would stop lobbyists from demanding what projects should be funded and whatnot I would love to see that happen 
the problem with the, the tax cut plan that Trump signed into law is that that it cuts it, the problem is that okay let me let me start over with what i was about to say the problem is not that it cut taxes it, it the problem is that it doesn't cut taxes enough it doesn't even eliminate them it doesn't cut spending down to its bare bones and it doesn't um, eliminate regulations. Get rid of the regulations. If you did all that, you, we would definitely have a real economic stimulus, a true blue stimulus package hand-delivered, and that's the Christmas gift that should have been handed to so many Americans. You want you want taxes cut? Great. I would love to see that happen. But we need to do more than just cut taxes. We need to get rid of regulations and spending. If we did all three and got rid of so many departments and programs, and spent within our means and get our troops home and let the other countries deal with their own problems, we would be so much better off. I guarantee it. We would be so freaking better off. And I'm not just saying that. I mean that. I guarantee it. So, with that being said, all right, well, um, before I go, I, I just want to say I know that... Uh, I mentioned earlier that I got um, that I stopped doing the Todd Andrew Barnett show. It wasn't the right show for me to do on talk show. But here is the problem that I've had with, and again, here's the show I've had the problem with. Um, I, I I've loved Liberty Cap Talk Live. I started doing the show in 2006, and then I wrapped up around 2015. I had done the show for nine years straight in two different incarnations. First incarnation was for four years, then for a second incarnation, for four years, but I extended that to five years because I stretched out the episodes. That being, that being said, it was hard to get guests to come on to the show. I loved Jim. 
I wish him the best. He and I were talking about doing a show together. You know, maybe I can get him as a co-host here on this show. Who knows? Will Collie, I love him, but, I mean, I love him as a friend and all, and not so much in a gay way, just so you know. But he is, he's a little politically correct. And I didn't want that on my show. And he was also a little defensive of Christopher Cantwell. Um... That said, um, getting people to come on to the show was hard. And even when I did get people on the show or try to get people on the show, some, um, some guests would not come on. They've had, you know scheduling conflicts or whatever. And then when they time for them to come on, they never showed up. You've had guests who really just didn't do it. Um, just didn't do it for me. They weren't believable. And that's pretty much one big problem that began to uh, infect the show. Also, another big problem was that I felt the show was losing its way. It was going into a direction that I didn't like. And it was um, it was becoming um, very, very problematic. And I didn't like that. I did not like that at all. Um, what else? Well, here is uh, another issue. Um, there were some people who, some people who were, you know, very arrogant and they did not help the show at all. I did like bringing on guests to having discussions with the other panelists, but that wasn't working out. <clears throat> Excuse me. That wasn't working out as well as I hoped it would. That was not doing the job that I wanted it to. And I was just disappointed. I was very disappointed. But it is what it is. I mean, what are you going to do, right? So with that being said, um, if anybody has any questions, any thoughts, any comments, please email me at ToddAndrewBarnett at gmail.com. Um, I will continue to blog 
and uh, I've just renewed, I'm about to renew my space for my blog at www.toddandrewbarnett.com and I'll go into their interesting comments and discussions. Um, other than that, this is going to be a very interesting time. And I hope that uh, we we get to the, the bottom of it. So, anyway. Take it easy, everybody. And I hope to hear from you soon. And I'll be seeing you later. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.